All right, Jimmy. So where did we get up to last time? We got up to the end of the first first section, basically. This was go, we believe, I believe, Creed. So we did... People are going to get sick of hearing the rundown, but yeah, we did Man's Passing of God for Man. We did The Revelation of God, Transmission of Divine Revelation, Sacred Scripture. Come in on, we can just come in at the start. I believe, we believe. Yeah, but I think it's also, I like to hit those points so that people remember what we've done. Because otherwise people can get lost. So now we're going to do The Creed. The profession? The profession of the Christian faith? Yeah, yeah. It's a great, weird looking, why has it got vines on him? So yeah, I mean, it'd be good to have the, the pictures up and stuff as well because it's got on the on the back page. It's got little commentaries on these yeah. things. So it's a mosaic from at St Clement's, an ancient mosaic in the Basilica of St Clement, etc., etc., etc. He's like a tree. He's the tree of life. His tree of life. Yeah. Do you think that was also the case in the garden? Well, I mean, it's interesting because obviously that's meant to be alluded to. That but like you'd think he's being crucified on a tree. When Adam and Eve are walking around, mm. and they're like, "Oh, look at that tree! It's got some fruit on it." And that tree, mm. that tree's got a man who's doing a lot of bleeding. I don't think that was quite happening in the garden. No. Cool if it was though. Okay, no? so I, I think we should talk about the creeds. There are two creeds in this catechism that it All starts right. with. So it starts with the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Constantinopolitan Creed. Why have we got two creeds? So the first creed, the the Apostles' Creed is quite ancient. It comes from like the first century and it's generally considered to be a creed that's associated with Rome in particular. And it's obviously very brief, right? It just hits all the the notes. It's, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ is only Son of our Lord, etc., etc., etc. Like boom, 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 boom. And so that this was used in baptisms. We should definitely start by reading the creeds. Yeah. We? Yeah. All right. I believe in God the Father Almighty. Oh, do you want to read it? No, you go. Oh, yeah. I love reading the creed. I should. I believe it's a mortal sin not to know it off by heart when you have had time to know it off by heart, <laughs> and I haven't got it off by heart. Have well, you got it off by heart? Yeah. No, of course you know, I don't. Let me see. I've, um, I believe in God. I'll see, how, I'll see if I can remember it line by line. All right. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Things visible and invisible? Nope. No. It's wrong creed. One. It's the wrong creed. All right. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. The resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. So I just want to, yeah. So come to the first century, particularly in Rome. It's used in, in the liturgies specifically. It's used in baptisms essentially. So this is what you, as the godparent would say, or as the Christian being received, you say this as a sort of statement of you accept the belief of the church. But what's going on with he descended into hell? Semicolon. The third day he rose again from the dead. So this That's a very grammatically unusual construction. This section Am I wrong? <laughs> this section will be going through each essentially each proposition All right. and unpacking it. I look forward to getting to that bit and hearing I, an answer. I'm sure that you do, James. There's, so the, yeah. So the then there's creed? do you want to read the other creed, James? I think I see how much I can do with this one. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and all things visible and invisible. Yep. All right. It's seen and unseen. It's fine. I'm trying to do this backwards from the Latin. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right. 
Doctorum Celeatere, Visibilium Hominum, Et Invisibilium, Et in Unum, Et in Unum, Dominum, Jesum Christum, and in one Lord Jesus Christ. Boom! I don't think you should sing the whole thing in Latin. I think we, we should just read it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. We'll get to that. In Latin we'll get to that. Yeah. When you sing it in Latin, it's particularly good. Begotten, not made, being one in being with the Father. Through him all things were made for us men and for our salvation. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. He came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was born of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in fulfillment of... Of the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. And the Son. <laughs> boy, oh boy, we'll are we going to have that. a big discussion about <laughs> that. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come Amen Beautifully said Jimmy Unam Sanctam Catholicam Et Apostolicam Ecclesiam Confiteo Unum Baptisma So many notes In I often thought that if you wanted to sample the Latin version of that you could have like eight different good hip hop songs <laughs> and that's why I think we're going to sample that melody and get some of um <laughs> Some of old mates' rapping friends from the street, Sam Clark's friends, and we'll make that an album and we'll churn it out. Now, chapter one. So, well, I just and just as a note on what that creed is, as distinct from the Apostles' Creed, yeah, which is that we would normally use the Nicene, what's normally called the Nicene Creed, because this is a later creed. It comes from about the third, fourth century, and it comes from the Council of Nicaea in particular, but then is elaborated on at the first Council of Constantinople. So it's called that because that's where it comes from. And I think we'll sort of get through that um, as well as we go. But that Apostles one is sort of organic and we feel like that's come from the Apostles. And yeah, the essentially. And one is the one that bureaucrats at a later date have put together. I would not say bureaucrats, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not say bureaucrats. The church fathers <laughs> have decided to... Uh, yeah. So, But again, so we'll say the, the, the Nicene Creed is said during Mass... So it's still got a liturgical use, and the yeah. Apostles' Creed is still said at a baptism, basically. Yeah, I never hear the Apostles' Creed. Do they ever swap it out and do the Apostles' Creed instead of the Nicene Creed at a Mass to save time? Not at the same time. but Not at the same time, but instead. Now it's time for the Creed. I think I've had that happen at Masses where they've gone... You've had that happen here where, like, the only place in the world that happens. Just the Apostles today, everybody. Just the Apostles' Creed. I've had here. it happen where a, guy, or a priest in Melbourne came out and said... We're running over time, so we're skipping the creed. <laughs> you know what I don't like? What I tell, don't you're like going to tell me, yeah. Is when um, you don't all sing the creed together. Right. Or, or speak the creed together, or whatever you do at your mass. Yeah. Like when it's done in parts. Yeah. Because so much of the liturgy is broken up into call and response numbers. Mm. But the creed, I feel, should really be done in unison, because otherwise people who have theological... Problems, heresies, could you skip that part? Heresies. No, I'm not going to say that part. Keep their mouth shut. No, open your mouth. Say it all. 
On the third day. I also notice on the third day. As opposed to the third day. Do you know what I mean? No. Well, we'll get to it. Jack, what are the symbols of faith? The symbols of faith are composite formulas, also called professions of faith or creeds, with which the church from her very beginning has set forth synthetically and handed down on her own faith in a language that is normative and common to all the faithful. Jack, I don't know if it's that I've had less sleep than the last time we did this podcast, but that seems very wordy. It Am is, I wrong? This, this section does get a bit wordy. So what we're going to be doing here is we, we start with, I believe in God the Father. Yep. And so we'll go through every proposition of the creed. We're starting with God the Father, but that means we sort of, with God the Father, we deal with essentially everything about the Trinity as, as it exists in a whole first. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot. There's no, gonna, no, it's this is great. a big thing. It's a thing. great thing for a man who's had f- total four hours of sleep in You're the last week. Possibly not the best person to start with, but yes, we'll, we're going to so we start there. So essentially, what, what is a composite formula? You know, it's, it's bringing together part- formula made of other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so it's synthetic. So it brings these things together, makes sense of them. It's putting it in a language that people can understand. Normative. I Which, know what normative, like normal. Yeah, it's normal. All yeah. right. So if we were to say that in more simplistic language, just for a moment for me, the symbols of faith. So we're talking there about birds that are on fire, crosses, stained No, glass. no. So no? specifically a symbol of the faith yep. is the creed, right? And, and okay. one of the reasons that we sing it at the old mass, for example, and in the new mass it's normally just said, and this is one of the objections that people would have about this, is that uh, the creed should be beautiful because it, it should be something that like a stained glass window or yes. a beautiful painting or something, draws you towards the faith. And so when you sing the creed beautifully, you're presenting the faith in a beautiful way. And so it's a symbol of the faith. This is the way Muslims talk about calligraphy in the Quran. Kind of is, the yeah. Quran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, it's the same principles, yeah, essentially. they're like, yeah. make it nice. Well, you know, and it's like, you can have an ugly Bible and then pick it up and read it. But you've got a beautiful Bible, you want to hold it. That's why... They're covered in little drawings from the Middle Ages. Exactly. Little centaurs, little, little roses. rabbits, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of places. So it's a similar. So we're saying here, symbols of the faith are. So when they say composite formulas, they're saying the creeds are. It's formulas. Mm. Well, statements, I, I, sentences. Look, I, I think most people formulas? know what a creed is, right? Like, oh, the creed of this organization is yeah. diversity or something, right? Our core values. Well, exactly. So right. we would say these are the Christian. Core values of diversity. If you wanted to read it backwards rather yeah. than forwards, that's how you do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Comes with form is also called professions of faith or creeds. Okay. With which the church at her very beginning. And so the. Now, is, well, let's move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. All right. I think we'll There's get. so much there. What are the most ancient. And I only say let's move on because the point that I want to raise is the next it's the one. the next one. What are the most ancient symbols, professions of faith? So the most ancient symbols of the faith are the baptismal creeds because baptism is conferred in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The truths of the faith professed at baptism are articulated in reference to the three persons of the Most Holy Trinity. So again, it's like, like I was so just it's saying. it's a separate creed. So when you, when you baptize someone, you pour water over them. Yeah. You say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. We would say that's a creed. No, that's not a creed. That's, that's a, a f- profession of faith? Yeah, it is a profession of faith, but also in any baptism, you would have a creed, and yes. normally the Apostles' Creed. Okay. So, like, and that's always linked. And That's what I'm saying before, is that before you, before you can enter into the family of God, you have to say, I want to enter into the family of God. And so, and so I believe the core values yeah, of this family. So, some yeah. of those people being baptised are 10 days old. Well, 
I know. Can we? Your son will be in what, yeah, next week. Yeah, but he's not putting his hand up and going. Look, we'll can't do, hold his neck up. We'll deal dying. with infant baptism when right, we get no, to baptism. Yeah, I'm in favour. I think there. Are, I've I struggled with that early on, uh, so I've. I'd love to get into that, but we don't have to do it right I th- now. I think we should. Continue. What are the most important symbols of the faith? The most important one are the Apostles' Creed, which is the ancient baptismal symbol of the Church of Rome, and the Nicene Constantinople Creed, which stems from the first two ecumenical councils, Nicaea and Constantinople, and which even to this day are common to all the great churches of the East and the West. Seems like a dig at some of the not so great churches. It absolutely is. <laughs> all right, let's move on. I believe in God the Father Almighty. Ah, the good churches don't have that one. Only the great ones. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Why does the profession of faith begin with the words, I believe in God? The profession of faith begins with these words because the affirmation, I believe in God, is the most important, the source of all other truths about man and the world and about the entire life of everyone who believes in God. So again, so what what does creed mean? So creed comes from credo. Right, which is the first word in the Latin, I believe in God the Father, right? So you say, Credo Nunum Deum. This is what I believe in. Yeah, so, but it's specifically, it's the I believe thing. So Pope Benedict makes an interesting point about this in one of his books, um, Introduction to Christianity, and he says that faith is a sort of like characteristic verb for Christianity. So he sort of says, you know, in, in Roman paganism, yes. it's, it's duty, right? Like you don't have to believe in the gods, you just have to do your duty. You just have to go make and Apollo happy by giving the sacrifice. Him those grapes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And the same thing with the Jews. It's not so much belief as it is observance of the law, right? Like the fact whether or not you believe it or not does not make you a good Jew. Do you observe the law? Is what makes you a good Jew. And it's, you know, similarly for Muslims, it's not do you believe in Allah? It's do you submit to Allah, right? So the, every religion has its own characteristic verb. We tend to think as moderns, like religion is belief mm. but that's only because christianity has so thoroughly infiltrated our conceptions that that people sort of think that you're because enjoying having a zizekian postmodernist exactly. moment here i am you? very much so yeah so but so that that Putting I, on the anti-ideology glasses are you? always <laughs> so <laughs> but belief is is the characteristic word that you would use to describe Christianity because it's only Christianity that has this thing of like, it's actually important what you believe. And so Christ, when he comes, he sort of says, it's, it's through me, right? Like it's through professing my name. And what do we say? And now believe is, is what, are we, what do what, we mean by belief? What is faith? Is that coming up soon? What, oh, we've done it already. Yeah. It's the intellectual ascent. But I was saying belief and faith here. Are yeah, I, essentially, you know, standards. I can't time. emphasize enough how much worse I am as a human being during this recording than during the previous recording. So James just had a child. We've everybody. just had a child. Sorry, I, I might have said that earlier on. And it's, um, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Uh, it's great, but it's a lot. Now, an intellect... Yes, all right. Now, we have, we have said all that, and I do... This is the other hard thing about so many things referring back and forth. It's like I agree to something then, mm. and I go, yeah, it's belief. That's fine. And then... Uh, same, same. Well, I mean, that belief... It feels like belief should be enthusiasm. Right? Right. I believe in you. Sure. It's very hard to think of that and telling that to someone in a dry uh, way. Yeah. You know, and the same with well, to love. What is to love? To will the good of the other for the other. But that's not what I... Feel for your wife, necessarily. Well, I would never on Valentine's Day, you know, when we're in an intimate moment, say, baby, I'm going to will the good of you for you. You need to drink some more water. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you speak of my family that way? I know what that means. What does that mean? 
I was thinking the most inoffensive way that I could say you're willing the good of your wife and you're still so prickly about her. Oh, I thought you were making a squeaking joke. No! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> why, would we, why, would we, why would we have to cut that? I did think he was making a and he wasn't. It's the I best of all possible worlds. I think we should move on to the next question. Isn't that willing the good of the other for the other? I think it's willing the good of yourself, Jimmy. <laughs> There's a great David Foster Wallace uh, short story. Maybe it's in brief interviews with hideous men. Yeah. But he's having a go at the kind of man who desperately wants a woman to c- <laughs> But not because he like actually loves her. Right. But because he's the guy who makes a woman c- And he's like, won't take his hand off her belly because he wants to check if she's faking abdominal... <laughs> Tightness during the <laughs> orgasm, and it's and it's like then impossible for the woman to. When she's like, "Am I a piece of machinery? This man is trying to use effectively." Great read, David Foster Wallace. David Foster Wallace is great. What a guy! What a guy! He was doing what we're doing now. He, he was committed suicide. I think he did it. I think three times. I yeah. think he went through RCA a couple of times before mm. he killed himself. If only he'd gone one on one in a catechism the way we're doing now. Exactly. Maybe if only this podcast was around then. Maybe is that irreverent? <laughs> I shouldn't talk that way about a dead man. <laughs> no, I, mean, I pray for David Foster Wallace. Me too. Yeah. We are not to despair of people who have committed suicide. That's in this book. Um, also, you can't do it. <laughs> Don't do oh, it. Oh, boy. Sometimes. If it, you know. I think we should move on. Jimmy, let's go to the next question. Why does one profess belief that there is only one God? Okay, so the, the one God thing is the one thing that's happening here. So belief in the one God. One God is professed because he revealed himself to the people of Israel as the only one when he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and there is no other. Jesus himself confirmed that God is the one Lord. To confess that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are also God and Lord does not introduce any division into the one God. We're going to deal with the Trinity as we go along. Okay, so we're just talking about the oneness at the moment. We're talking about the oneness of God. I've heard there's this golden cow. Mm, What's that about? It seems very powerful. I think I think we should talk about him. Yeah, I mean, the oneness of God is maybe not as much a, a problem to me as it was to like a, a people in a pre-Christian society, or yeah. indeed Egyptians, when Akhenaten was trying to start some bullshit. <laughs> Man, they didn't go for that. Have you read up on that? Yeah, I listened Man. to the rest of history as well. Did they do one on it? Yeah, I haven't heard it. Yeah, it's great. I just studied it in university. Oh well. Now, if we may. No, man. And the, were they given like the, the ladylike proportions? And the yeah. Well, let's not get into a whole thing about Akhenaten. Am I saying it right? I think so. Akhenaten. Um, so, yeah, but I think we should continue All on right. for the next couple of questions. With what, with what name does God reveal himself? God revealed himself to Moses as the living God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. God also revealed to Moses his mysterious name, I am who I am. Already in the Old Testament, this ineffable name of God was replaced by the divine title, Lord. Thus, in the New Testament, Jesus was called Lord. Jesus, who was called Lord, is seen as the true God. Yeah. So, uh, for those who are not reading along in the Catechism on the Vatican website or anything, the, the I am who I am thing is is condensed down to the letters YHWH, which is where we get the name Yahweh. But the reason that the Jews recorded like this is because it's it's impronounceable. Right, because even though God reveals Himself by giving Himself a name, yeah, and what are you 
do when when you tell someone your name you sort of give them access to yourself right like i can call on you now i know your name so i can say james come help me or something like that yes uh, and so god is doing that with the israelites but so such respect do they have for it they can't the, they can't even say it yeah so when he says like my name is my name which is also a great push T album but is he saying is that from the wire my I, name maybe, is my name. I, I don't know. I've okay. never seen The Wire. Oh, but I, presumably that is where Pusha T is getting it from. <laughs> um, but is, is his name my name? Or his, would he, introducing himself, say, my name is my name? Is my name. No, he says, my, like, the, his name is I am who I am. Right? He just says... My name is I am who I am. Yeah. So he, he is who is. Right? And so this is... I am being. I am... Being itself. Hello, exactly. I'm present tense. Basically, yes. So essentially you get the, so, you know, the Greeks get very excited about this because they have yeah. this idea of existence, right, which, and what it means. And so when they, when they come across Jewish scripture um, in like the first century BC, they're like, whoa, these guys like have this belief in a God that we have speculated about as existence itself. And they already right, believe like this. Plato goes heavy on this when he's uh, in one of them. Mm. He wrote, he wrote a few, but there's one where he's going, like, this thing about God being, you know, men in the clouds fighting with each other. Yeah. Being worse than us. It's silly. Mm. God is some weird other thing. Yes. It's that. And this is what it is. Yeah. I am who I am. His existence itself. So, I mean, and that's, that's more of a philosophical point, I suppose, which I think we do come to, but this is more the, the, is that the revelation. What he is, that's what he wants us to call him. I mean, that's a way of knowing him. Well, I mean, that's... His other things as well. But that's also who he is. Like, he, he, that is who he reveals himself to be to Moses. But I'm being right now. Mm. I'm existing. I exist. Yes, you do. Can, as a... Um, but you don't exist in yourself. You or exist. We get into Jean Paul Sartre very quickly. You exist on the will of God. Right. Right. Like I don't will myself into existence. No. And, and you don't perpetually will your existence because you will die one day. There's nothing you can do about it. Staying alive is a perpetual exercise of the will. I mean, I'm going to be right in this argument, no matter how long it goes. For no, me. no. But I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have this conversation over 90 years and come back and see who's right. Well, how would you ever prove that you were right, other than if we, you know, woke up? In, on the other side I'll get to go to your funeral And spit on your corpse or I'm something. definitely living longer I know I'm the fat one But I think <laughs> Just given on the way That we conduct ourselves I, I do get to live longer um, Yeah right Look I'll Well is God ah, what, Man once again Once again JP2 And uh, Benedict And all the other crew Preempt the line of argument That I most want to take With the very next question Is God the only one who is Isn't that where I was going Yes, it is where you're going. All right, please. So since creatures have received everything they are and have from God, much like yourself, James, you. only God in himself is the fullness of being and of every perfection. God is he who is, without origin and without end. Jesus also reveals that he bears the divine name, I am. So this is what Christ is crucified for, right? Like, is that like, So in, in the Jewish scriptures, God reveals himself to Moses and he says, I am who he is. And so they just accept this as a as a faith proposition, I suppose. Right? Yeah. Uh, so they know that the God is existence itself. They know that God is the one who says "I am," right? And that's sufficient to describe who He is. So when Christ comes out, and they go, and He says, "Before Abraham was, I am." Yep. And people go, "Get him." 
Exactly. And when you read the Gospel of John in particular, John has lots of these sort of I am statements throughout it, right? Where, where Christ is specifically identifying himself with the Godhood, Godhead. Yes. And, it's like, and, and the Jews always react really badly to it. <laughs> in a way that you wouldn't usually do if someone said, that's what their name was. <laughs> My yeah. name is Steve. Hit him with a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Something weird about the way he's saying it. So people who would say, I mean, because an argument that's going to come up and comes up, you know, is like Christ is not God. Christ is a man. Christ is a prophet. But in John specifically, maybe elsewhere in the Gospels. I think in all the Gospels. But a lot in John. He's saying, everybody, I'm God. Hello. Now, he doesn't use that terminology. He uses terminology that would have made sense to his audience at the time. Yes. I am. He's still doing it in the other Gospels, but it's, it's much more explicit in John. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Synoptic Gospels. I listened to that Rest is History podcast Good. today. But I think we should continue. Why this. is the divine revelation of God's name important? In revealing his name, God makes known the riches contained in the ineffable mystery of his being. He alone is from everlasting to everlasting. He is the one who transcends the world and history. It is he who made heaven and earth. He is the faithful God, always close to his people in order to save them. He is the highest holiness, rich in mercy, always ready to forgive. He is the one who is spiritual, transcendent, omnipotent, eternal, personal, and perfect. He is truth and love. So he's all, all the things, basically. But So again, why is it important? Because he's revealing himself, right? Yeah. He's, he's giving us an insight into who he is. Um, well, he's saying he's everything, right? I am. Mm. But being... Alpha and Omega, etc. One can start a sentence with I am and mean a whole lot of different things, not just, you know, truth and loveliness. I am a liar. I am furious. He doesn't say, like, I am these things. He just says, I am he but who is. But wouldn't that contain all potentiality and all, all things, the beginning and the end? That's a great question. I yeah. am the Holocaust. <laughs> I am Zyklone B. I am a knife going in and out of a child in one of the rare school stabbings. <laughs> it's all these things too. Why are we there no, with that as just... No, those are... I am. Oh, he probably means truth and love, hey. Not all that other stuff. Just the good ones. We'll, we'll get to what is good later and what does God mean when, when, we, when we ascribe to God goodness. Yes. Um, when we get to the sort of Ten Commandments, we're talking about morality and these sorts of things. And the fact that, and we do get to the problem of evil quite quickly, I think, as well. All right. Yeah. But he's, so he's everlasting. So yeah. to, to be am, he's perpetually... So he's transcendent, right, is, is the thing here. And this is what you're getting from we the Old Testament. We rot and decay and have a terminus. Yeah. He died. So, and that, that whole idea of like people looking for something bigger outside of themselves that's eternal, that's unmovable, unshakable, all that sort of thing. He comes to meet us and says, God's just saying, here yeah, I am. That you're, what you're looking for, what we're talking about in the first here episode. Here I am. What we're talking about in the first episode, which is we got the God-shaped hole in our heart, right? Yeah. Like we, you know, we, we, we need something, something big and infinite. Yeah. And that it's real. Yeah. And it's coming to say hello. And God is the in the first stage of Revelation. He's saying, "That's that's me. That's not the fullness of Revelation," because he's going to ex- explain that further. Because <laughs> you don't just go, "I'm Steve," and people go, "No, oh, I know everything about no, you." No, but Steve. no, but that's how I, you that's give how them your I, name that's first. That's how you explain something horrible away in their household. Where have all the biscuits gone? I took them. Now, there's more for me to communicate about that to you, about where the biscuits have gone. But I need to begin by saying, I am. No, because you're already in the relationship. This is yep. the beginning of the relationship. All right. This who is, who this are is you literally having broken into my house? <laughs> Hello. Let me explain. My name's <laughs> yeah. Steve. This isn't what it looks like. Isn't that always a good start to a movie, though? 
guy's like, I can, let me explain. And then there's the record scratch. How did I get here? Or a guy like, you know, he's on the stands in a... He's charged with a lot of crimes. You know what I mean? And they're like, you stand accused of driving a, a, a bus through a bank. How do you explain yourself? He goes, well, we're going to start at the beginning. I don't know if that's actually a movie or just something in my head that would make a good movie. Make like, a great movie. One James. time I was at a, a cake shop and I saw a beautiful woman and I thought maybe this is why there are so many movies about beautiful women who work in cake shops, right? Because it's like just... And then Baking I thought, and women. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then I thought, I don't know that there are any movies about beautiful women who work in cake shops. I think I just... I'm sure there's a 90s rom-com yeah, about that. Yeah, you'd think, but I was like... The only one I could think of was like Chocolat. She's a chocolatier. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought of like House Moving Castle. She makes hats. I can't think of a single uh, rom-com where a woman makes cakes. But in my mind, it's just like, ah, a woman in a cake shop. Perfect rom-com material. You really are not on your best game for that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the revelation of God's name important? We've just did that one. You're right, I'm not on my best game today. God is the infinitely perfect being who is the most holy trinity. Saint Turbius. Turb. Turbius. Turbius. Of Montenegro. Montenegro. I bet he had a nice end. We cut that from the first episode. The, um... <laughs> do you get it? No. Oh. You said he, you, I bet bet. he had a nice end. Yeah. And the one bit we cut from the first episode was... That's not what I meant. Okay. <laughs> I meant okay. his dance okay, was you know Monte- probably quite bloody, <laughs> I'm assuming. Do you know what Montenegro means? Me- well, yes. <laughs> I was no, about to say I it. I just meant Black Mountain. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I just found that out recently because there's a mountain there that in wintertime with the trees on it looks quite dark. Yeah. I also found out about ultramarine today as a colour of blue and why it's called that very sea-like no, it comes from over the sea right, okay, Lapis right, Luzi yeah. from Afghanistan mm. had to be shipped in what do you think of that? Montenegro I think you're losing me in what way is God the truth? alright God is truth itself and as such he can neither deceive nor be deceived he is light and in him there is no darkness the eternal son of God the incarnation of wisdom was sent into the world to bear witness to the truth I think that's a pretty standard this is just a faith claim God's good. God's good, his truth, right? He's only good. Well, you know, if there is a God, yeah. it makes sense that he is the ultimate truth. He's not some Zeus turning into a swan and raping a lady. Exactly. He's eternal truth. Well, that's not, that's not our, the Christian conception of God, right? Yeah. When we're saying God, we're bringing... Yes. And, and we're trying to flesh out what those propositions are. Yes. And we're saying, okay, when we, when we say God, we mean these things. We mean he's eternal. Yeah. We mean... Like he's tra- transcendent. Maybe vice versa. When we say eternal, we mean God. I mean, essentially, yeah. Transcendent. We yeah. mean God. Yeah. yeah. And when we mean when we say truth, we mean God. Um, but also, yeah, we should get into this. Uh, kind of. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know, in the sense that, um, so like, God is sort of bound by who He is in the Christian thought, right? Like, God cannot lie because He is truth, and so therefore, He's not able to lie. Is the, is the whole like? You know, first year philosophy thought experiment of like, if God is could uh, God microwave a bean burrito that was so hot he couldn't eat it? Exactly. That yeah. was in a Simpsons book. Yeah, when yeah, I was growing yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. Normally it's the rock that he couldn't lift, oh, but no. the the hot burrito is hot good. burrito. Yeah, and that's like a because if you if you only have omnipotence as the sort of like condition for yes. who God is, then that's then that is a problem. 
But we don't have only that condition on who God is. We have other ones as well. So God is truth, he's eternal, all these sorts of things. So then it's it's not possible for God to lie to us, which means he can't, like, you know, if, if it seems that he, you know, if he appears to you in a vision and he's telling you something untrue, you know it's not a true vision. He's never told me anything untrue. I, I thought that would land with you, James. Did you? Yeah. You noticed when we were talking about our journeys to the faith. Yeah. You I didn't bring up your vision. stoically refrained from talking about Anything that would alienate people, like having a vision in an Opus Day church in Melbourne. I personally have never had a vision. So really? No. What I found is to have a vision, it helps if you're chock full of cold and flus <laughs> and haven't eaten in a couple of days. <laughs> now, not that that makes it any less true. Perhaps not. Who's but to say? But it might. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust everything that happens to me under those circumstances. In what way does God reveal that he is love? God revealed himself to Israel as the one who has a stronger love than that of parents for their children or of husbands and wives for their spouses. God in himself is love, who gives himself completely and gratuitously, who so loved the world that he gave his only son so the world might be saved through him. By sending his son and the Holy Spirit, God reveals that he himself is an eternal exchange of love. Can we talk about the word gratuitous there? Yeah, sure. So we don't mean that in uh, the sense that... Unnecessary. We would just say it's well, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do it. And gratuitous has like embarrassing connotations. You didn't have to do that. Yeah, what are you done that for. Well, also like any gift is a gratuity, right? Like if I give you something for Christmas, um, that's a gratuity. Yeah. If I give you a gift for Christmas, <laughs> however, that's like I think James is alluding to my very well-known philanthropy. No I'm lack saying- of. Being able to give gifts. <laughs> no, you've always given me great gifts. Oh, thank you. You gave me, um, you gave me some books that I've lost, and uh, but they weren't gifts; they were loans. <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right on the front cover. And you gave me my cross of St. Francis of Assisi when you were my confirmation sponsor, and I thought that yeah. was really sweet. Yeah. Um, and then he just started talking to me about the importance of getting all these stones to build this church. Mm. <laughs> Which church? I'll just build this one. I don't have one. Uh, is love so yeah the, the gratuitousness thing is that yeah it's it's something that, that is super abundant right like it, it comes from like it is a gift right like God is God is a gift himself in himself and he gives us a gift by getting to know him I've now had two glasses of champagne mm. and I haven't slept mm. and I'm, this is in no way an excuse for the way that I'm carrying on in this episode but like sometimes just being told over and over again that there's an infinite being who loves me makes me emotional. It's sort of the deal as to why I, I can bother with it all and all the rules and all the stuff I don't like. Well, like, I, I, and again, to, to draw it back to something I think I said in one of the first episodes, which is that if this doesn't relate, if, if you've come across something in the catechism or in the church or in the faith that doesn't immediately makes sense to you in relation to God's love for you yeah then I think it's not been explained well enough right like that because everything yeah. actually should be one step away from that well, um, he loves you yeah and that's why X, Y and Z right yeah. like yeah whereas like do you want to talk about some of the gay stuff because I always sure. find that there's a there's a you know there are there are kinds of Christians who just obviously not like there are kinds there are people right and there are people within Christianity and outside of it who it's like very clear when they just uh, hate people, mm. right? And then you're looking for a fig leaf to 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 attack them, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. Like when someone cuts you off in traffic, this is the one people always bring up, right? Someone cuts you off in traffic, and you go, yeah, and you, you, you see they dog. have a, you see they have a Tasmanian license plate, 
And you might go, yeah, f my cousin, you f shit. You know what I mean? You're like, you f Tasmanian, nuke it back, Right? You know what I mean? I personally have not had that you, like, specific thought. You, you, the hate is already sure. exists. Yes. And then you bring in the other stuff. And I feel people use many things, but faith is one of them. Such an easy one to, to use. exercise your faith. Sure. You yeah. know? Um, now then the flip side of that, which I also dislike, is when people use people doing that with the faith to argue that the faith is something other than what it is. So when, when they go like, you can't be heaven, you can't <laughs> in the mouth, right? Right? Uh, whatever. You can't be gay. Be very crass tonight. Ah, you can bleep me. <laughs> this is one that we might have to censor. <laughs> but we can go, you can't, you know, you can't. I'm a, so I'm not, I, I, I hear can what you're saying. Here's some names. <laughs> will always come out I don't think Twitter. we should drag any Well, priest. censor it. Censor it. <laughs> will come out on Twitter and he'll be like, mmm... I think you just hate, and that's why you're saying all these nasty things about the LGBTQIA plus community. I've personally never seen him say that. Get up his Twitter. Right. Everything going on it right now. Okay, all right. Can, can Do you know what I mean? It's like it yes, I love. know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, yes. Huh? So I think yes. So for example, if you're a if you're a, a gay person, yeah, and you're looking at Christianity, which I am. <laughs> Then I think it is, yes, you, you see the sort of Westboro Baptist stuff. Yeah, and you, you go, think, these people are monsters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and any variation on that to the smallest degree, anyone's then saying like, oh, like, we don't think this is good for you, for example. Yes. As being like the, the tiniest incremental sort of like objection to it. That's all part of the same thing. They sort of go, oh, they jump to the Westboro Baptist. And it's like, well, that's the same thing as this thing. Um, so that is a problem, right? The, the, the corruption of the best is the worst. Is, is, a, is a very big part of this, I think, and how people perceive Christianity. Um, and so, and because people hold Christians to their own standards. They say, you proclaim these things. You proclaim love, generosity. You proclaim, you know, all this. Yeah. Like, and then you have the audacity to say, I can't have an abortion. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah if you loved me, you'd help me get my abortion. Right, well, and again, it, and much like in this, in the, reference we're talking about with God where it's like if you only have that one condition to explain it yes you only have that omnipotence to explain God it's not a full picture of who we think God is they have a limited view of Christianity but the other thing is there are other Christians that have a limited view of Christianity and are not bringing the fullness of it to it so and that and that is a problem right it's a problem for us to deal with in the world but I I think it's a mistake to mis to to think that that's actually what's being said because it's not yes right? uh but so, some of that is what love is, right? Like that God yeah. is love and that love is not unrestricted support. Which it might Tolerance, be. right? Yeah, yeah. Tolerance and love are maybe you, the opposite things. You're not going to find tolerance in the Beatitudes, right? Like it's not there. <laughs> blessed be the peacemakers. Yeah. Yeah. Not blessed be the tolerant. Well, to make peace is sort of not to be tolerant. Well, so, well some, things, some things cannot be tolerated. Yeah. Some things can't be tolerated. Like you, you can't. Some things can be tolerated, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you have to have mercy and compassion, all this sorts of stuff. Yeah, but, but some like, things. you have to sort of go. Well, that's actually, you know, like, well, I, if my friend is injecting heroin into his veins, it's difficult to tolerate it. I mean, I wish he wasn't doing it, mm. but I'm glad he's doing that instead of meth. But when he's doing the meth, <laughs> it's so much worse. And I go, I wish I just tolerated the heroin. You know, like there, and there are th there are times like when 
you've I've got this I've got a mate who's now and then he's a massive meth uh, user. Right. And you just go. I think the best thing for you would be if we lived in a society where you were strapped to a table and forced to dry out for a time. Sure. And we but just where, where this behaviour is like completely that. not tolerated. Yeah. 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 But there's like some false. Ah, we've got a lot of that we'll get put on a, a Patreon. I think we've definitely circled around and we're going to deal with a lot of this stuff later. What we're in now is who God is. God is love. I'm happy just to... There'll be a big cut there. Okay. There'll be a big cut All there right. from me going, nah, talking about who the priest is. <laughs> so in conclusion, God is love. Excellent, Jimmy. Excellent. Is that right? And yeah. that's how he does so it. So now question 43. What does it mean to believe in only one God? To believe in the one and only God involves coming to know his greatness and majesty. It involves living in thanksgiving and trusting always in him, even in adversity. It involves knowing the and true dignity of all human beings created in his image. It involves making good use of things he has created. A lot of this stuff, again, yeah. we deal with as this we go. It started out so beautifully, so moved, and then it ended very pragmatically. Make yeah. good use of the things he's created. I think we, we'll deal with a lot of this What stuff. is the yeah. central mystery of Christian faith and life? Okay, so I think this is the big one, right? Okay. This is what it, it's been building to this. So the central mystery of Christianity, and we talked about the mystery the other week, um, is the Trinity. So of all the mysteries that we talk about, where it's, yes. oh, the mystery of who Christ is, or the mystery of the Mass, or the mystery of the, the, the first oracle mystery, which we couldn't remember the other day. Good. God, that's haunted you, hasn't it? It really has. Exactly. I was so ashamed. Can you tell me what it is right now? It's the scourging of the pillar. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the agony in the garden. Oh, <laughs> oh no. We're not cutting that bit out. Oh. We'll definitely cut the bit out that I said before. But go on. Come on. So it's a mystery. <laughs> um, yeah, but like as a mystery, it's something that you grow in, right? Like it's something that, that's ultimately like in its entirety a novel. Yeah. But we can come to know it more deeply the more we enter into it. And the Trinity is the central thing, the central principle of Christianity, right? Like Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's So growing in, in understanding of a mystery, mm -hmm. I think if I use a non-religious example, it will be more compelling sure. and interesting. Yeah. Um, Can't think of one. No, I can, I can think of a lot, but I'm trying to think of a, one, one that's that not scandalizing. <laughs> yeah, you're in a weird mood. <laughs> okay, can I say something? Okay, I'd I wish you would, because yeah. the ones I, I'm racing through here are not fit for consumption. No, and that's really saying something for me, because yeah. I've had a belter. <laughs> so, I would, so, on the one hand, you can learn the... What is the Trinity? The Trinity is three persons with one nature. Right, you can learn that. There's a rote form to right. it. Right. Yeah. And that means nothing, right? Like you can just say it. Three and one, one and three. Right. To come to know that more deeply. So, for example, but here's, it's oh, different. But this is what I mean. To know okay. it more deeply. Yeah. But to not necessarily, you don't necessarily get to a point where you have language to describe it no. more deeply. No. You just feel a more profound way of living. Yes. Um, I mean, like love is a good example. Like the love that I have in a marriage. This is the one that goes. Oh, great me. example. Or the love for my children. I'm not really able to talk about the love that I have for my children mm -hmm. in a way that is interesting or logical or like, 
I could set it out other than uh, like I love them. But I can almost in a, um, you know, Miles Davis seeing strawberries when he plays a middle C, uh, synesthetic sense. It has other non-linguistically conveyable qualities. Right. Which is really unsatisfying in a dialogue. But so... For example, you know when you're in a pub. Oh, you tell me. All right, but this is what I want to say. Like when you're, you know, when you're in a pub, it feels like when you've had a bunch of drinks and you're trying to explain something to someone and you're doing I a bad job. I love you, of it. man. Oh, no, you don't understand. I love you. Exactly, but you, they can't understand because you can't find the words to say it because it's not something that you can reduce to language. Yeah, but the guy, you can tell by how much he's saying it <laughs> that and, he really means and it. the volume. <laughs> He does love you, man. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, I, mean, I was essentially just going to say the same thing, which is that, you know, if you if I were to take you... How was your oldest daughter? My daughter is... Uh, uh, she's almost four. Right. So if I'd asked you four years ago how much do you love your kids yeah. or your, your child... I might have said, I love them. I love them a lot. A lot. But now And I, now you say, I love them a lot. Right? You can't actually use I any- love her enough to, like, kneel on her while she's thrashing at me and to tell her what's what. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that there, yeah, there isn't. Um, you could say the same thing and so mean ne- something completely different. Kneel on her in a respectful way, not on the back of the neck, because we all know that that's not on. But sometimes, like I would say, she's so small to have her between the knee. Not the knee's not on her. The knee's not on her. James I mean? is not an abusive father. This is a recent instance where I had to like, I just had to sort of lie on. Uh, you told me about it. Yeah. 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 It's a lot. She's also a handful, so. So I, I think that the the next question she's safe with me. <laughs> the next question is: Can the mystery of the Holy Trinity be known by the light of human reason alone? And I think this is a, a related point. So yeah. God has left some traces as Trinitarian being in creation and in the Old Testament, but His inmost being as the Holy Trinity is a mystery, hmm. which is inaccessible to reason alone or even to Israel's faith before the incarnation of the Son of God and the sending of the Holy Spirit. This mystery is revealed by Jesus Christ and is the source of all other mysteries. So we started at the, at the first rope. We did, um, you know, can we know God by reason? And yes, we can, right? And how can we do it? Well, we just abstract from the creation. We can look at these things. And we things can are of, moving. Someone started moving them. Exactly. We're going to call them God. Yeah. Um, and we can come up with their attributes for that. But what we can't do is know God in himself, which is why this is specifically the fullness of revelation, right? Because God is not disclosing something now that we can observe, that we can study, that we can come to without knowing him, right? He has to tell us about it. And the same way that, like, there are things about you that I can't know, the deepest parts of who you are, your personality and your history, without sitting down and getting to know you. So you have to tell me about that stuff. And that's what God is doing in Jesus, right? Like, he's, he's revealing himself in a way that can't be known from the outside. It can only be known by divulging from within. But that's not then just saying who God is, mm. but it's if God is being, as we've covered a couple mm-hmm. of dot points earlier, mm-hmm. that's to say that being is the Trinity, right? To some extent that to... Like what is what is the Trinity? It's a, We describe it like a family. Mm. It's a father and a son. and So, like, God is a family is the way that I've seen yes. people write about that. But then to to be is not like some... You're not isolated. We exist in community. Not atomized. And yeah, even yeah. The, the one that is entirely... Being itself. Right. But I want to say, like, 
it's his gift to us is uh, gratuitous. He doesn't need us. Mm. He exists without us, and could have existed uh, where we never to exist. But even then, within that, it's quite crowded. It's <laughs> three people together in one in relationship with each other. Yeah, having conversations with each other. You know, like Christ speaks to the Father, mm. and he says, "I'm feeling." This way about I'm feeling blue today. Yeah. Uh, gee, Dad, I don't like what's going on in this garden. But okay. All right. And then he sends the presumably to send the, the paraclete. Mm. They're all of one substance. But it's I don't want to say the best of both worlds from having that Jewish God and that pantheon of gods. But it is again kind of, this yeah. Well, I mean the whole t- when we talk about tapestry, parallax is a word that I like. Parallax. Using, you're looking at things from different angles and they're looking different, even mm. though it's the same thing because we're trying to find ways to describe something that we're being told about that is... There's no one easy way to describe it. No. No, definitely I mean, that's not. what makes it a mystery. But you can talk about it endlessly and that's... Right, like, because it's a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, you can talk about it endlessly. You can never come to the, to, the, to the end, but you can always continue to talk about it, continue to learn about it. Continue to have insights about it, and then it's fruitful for other parts yeah. of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. And so, and I think that does point back to question forty-three, which is sort of when you said, "Oh, it ends in sort of practical things." Um, but yeah, if this is who God is, and God is revealing this about Himself, then it, it stands to reason that if we're made in His image and likeness, yeah. we have to love our neighbor, we have to treat them with dignity, we have, you know, because we all come from the same source, we all come from God, we're all made in His image, and we're meant to be like Him. Whereas if we go vice versa, right? Mm. We start from a first principle that is not insane, mm. like you know, um, to the best according to his needs. Yeah, to yeah. the whatever you yeah. know, some like Marxist thing about we sh- we should make sure everyone has enough to eat. Yeah, something that seems apparent, yes. but is not based on three is one and one is three, and there's a veil. Well, you end up having to have a big field full of bones. Man cannot skulls. live on bread alone. Yeah. Men literally cannot live on bread alone. If you have a bread alone society, many people have to be killed. <laughs> not that there aren't a lot of people who have had to be killed for this. Over that. Not that that was the correct living out. I'm just saying. All right. Reconquista wasn't going to do itself, Jack. Absolutely not. So I think, um, what, 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 well, are we, what time are we at, Sam? Actually, maybe it was. No, uh, no idea. Everything's just closed. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think maybe what we should do is... We've started with the Trinity here. It's been going for a while. And I think we should end this episode here. And we'll pick up from oh question 46. Word. Yeah, the, it's a big section. But I think we can, we can probably power through the next bit. So thank you very much, everybody. Join us again next time. Hit, hit the An d- honour, yeah. a privilege. Thank you all. Sorry about James. Um, I was I'm sh- going to take a very heavy hand in the editing of this episode. <laughs> Ciao. And I think once I do edit it, that will be a great episode.